As a former Ghanan diplomat and UN Secretary General Kofi Annan once said, we may have different religions, different languages, different colored skin, but we all belong to one human race. Regardless of the borders that define the countries we live in, our aspirations for peace, prosperity, and happiness resonate universally. And our collective yearning for understanding, compassion, and connection transcends these geographical boundaries. While our countries may boast different landscapes, stories, and contexts, the commonalities that define our humanity ultimately remind us that we are more alike than we are different. We invite you to listen to this conversation between American and Yemeni students. Hello everyone, my name is Fatima Jamal and I will be your Yemeni host. And we have Drew, who is the American host. We're also joined by Maryam, Asma, and Chip. This podcast episode is part of Kisasna Program, made by Unity Uncovered Team. I hope you enjoy it. We all have bases, judgments about people across the world. These aren't necessarily bad and oftentimes exist because of particular social culture upbringings. Today, we are going to share some misperceptions American and Yemeni youth have of one and why. By being curious and empathetic towards each other's cultures and social contexts, we hope to reach some common understanding about how our differences are not roadblocks, but rather something to be celebrated and learned about. As our differences are really manifestations of our species' beauty and ingenuity. To talk more about what exactly are misperceptions, I would like to introduce you to Asma. Hi everyone, my name is Asma. Today, I will tell you about some misperceptions and why do we hold misperceptions. In this world, we have many ways to get misperceptions. But I think the most important way to bend misperceptions in our mind, uh, it is news and media. We know, these days, news and media can be with anyone, anywhere, at any time, and so easily. Let me just give you an example about that. Western media paints a picture of Western society and American culture that America is homogeneous. Or real, it's very diverse. People from all over the world emigrate to America and choose what is expected of American culture they want to accept or reject uh, in their daily lives. I also think that another reason for forming misperception is because upbringing. What you learn at home about a group of people and their culture also shapes your perceptions of it. Remember, remember that not all social media and media in general are wrong when providing information about the culture. But you must verify the information and distinguish between correct and incorrect information. Finally, we don't always like to admit it, but our perceptions can sometimes be influenced by stereotype. It is a quantity in, and social mechanism and the stereotypes as what we call the tendency of the human mind to simplify. People are groups into a narrow ring of characteristics, habits, or reactions. 
But these types of perceptions are often incorrect, leading us to over simplify or unfairly categorize others. That's very true, Asma. And unfortunately, something that kind of goes hand in hand with what you've mentioned so far. Misinformation campaigns are also remarkably successful at influencing perceptions people have of one another across the world. Sadly, we live in an age where misinformation campaigns have become all too common among media outlets, both traditional and social. And these campaigns can originate from governments, activist groups, corporations, or even malign actors. But what they all have in common is that they are remarkably hard to identify for the average person. And they have the capacity to not just influence our perceptions on our personal level, but also a whole host of societal issues that we all face. They influence elections, they can influence protest movements, or all of public opinion. And they really do pose one of the biggest challenges to society in the 21st century, which is, can we find truth in the information we are given by media, our governments, or even, as Asma, you mentioned earlier, our households, our family? But back to misperceptions themselves. So, so far we've mentioned they can originate from media, family, misinformation campaigns, or socially reinforced stereotypes. But regardless of where they come from, why are they harmful? Well, misperceptions can lead to racial discrimination, hostility between entire peoples or countries, and they intensely polarize and distract from important societal issues that need to be addressed. But what makes them so hard to combat is that misperceptions are seen as truth oftentimes by the beholder. So addressing them and correcting them takes time, patience, commitment, and a very open mind. So as a group of both Yemeni and American students, we are going to take the opportunity today to share our common misperceptions of one another and then correct them. So. To first start off with some common misperceptions of America, we will have Chip talk to us a little bit. Uh, hi friends, my name is Chip. I am going to be discussing the misperceptions of America and American students. First misperception is American students are kicked out by their parents at 18 and sent alone to college. This is not true for all American students. Um, many students still live at home while they are attending college. Um, some colleges are located in different cities or states, so the students have to move for school. Um, and then a lot of times, um, parents actually encourage and support their kids to leave home and be independent, um, because college is the first step of, of learning to be independent. Another misperception is American students party a lot. Uh, this is not true of all American students. Um, I think the misperception um, comes from movies and social media. I think um, what you've seen and heard of sororities and fraternities also play a big part in this misperception as well. Um, but no, not all American students party a lot. Um, studying at university is very expensive in America. This, I think, is just depends on what school and what university you choose to attend. Some are very expensive, um, some are reasonable, and others are affordable. It just depends on what school you want to go to. Another one is children treat their parents disrespectfully. Um, I think this is just an assumption. Um, 
many children have great respect for their parents. Um, you can see that in how they treat their teachers, their elders, um, their friends, the people around them. Um, so I disagree with this. I don't believe all children treat their parents disrespectfully. Um, another misperception is the internet is everywhere in America. The internet is available in most places in America, but there are still places um, that um, have little to no access to um, internet. Um, these are areas like rural areas, um, remote areas, um, and also like geographical um, areas like the mountains or the desert. Um, so not everywhere in America has access internet. And then my last misperception is American youth are much more sensitive than Yemen youth. This one is a little hard to answer because in order to find out you'd actually have to do an experiment um, between the comparisons of both youth and um, I disagree that American youth are more sensitive than Yemen youth because um, I have not seen that um, with my college classmates. So I don't believe that American youth are more sensitive than Yemen youth. Thank you, Chip, for your insights into American misperceptions. Now to pass it off to the Yemeni side, I would like to introduce you once again to Fatima. So the first perception is family is the most important structure in Yemen. Yes, family is a very important thing for us as Arabs and Muslims as well. Because even before Islam, Arabs paid a lot of attention to the family lineage. Later, Islam came and gave the family even more value than it was before because Islam was very specific in every small detail regarding the family. And the second perception is there are no Christians in the Arab world. No, that's not true. Currently, the percentage of Christians in the Arab world is 5%. They were about 25% in the early 20th century. Egypt and Lebanon constitute the largest concentration of Christians in the Middle East. There is also a noticeable presence of Christians in Syria, Jordan, Palestine, and Iraq. It's true that you will barely find a Christians from Yemen or the Gulf, but you can find a lot of Christians living in the Gulf from a different nationalities. And I think the reason or like the cause of this perception or misperception is that Muslims and Christians coexist here in a very beautiful way. All parts of Yemen are embroiled in conflict. Not entirely true. Yemen indeed suffers from instability and many scattered groups that had their own demands and are based in various areas of the country. But not all areas of Yemen are taking place in war. Currently, it's in a very limited areas of the country. From 2014 to 2018, there were armed conflict in a wide area of the country. But the situation now and for several years is that the scope of the military war has shrunk greatly and only a few fronts remain that are still suffering from sporadic military conflict. And they are usually in non-residential areas. We can say that the most of the current conflict in Yemen are political conflict. And what we want to make clear specifically is that 
Yemen has economic problems, but it's not a region full of conflict, war, killing, and these kind of things. So except for the economic and living problems, people live their days normally in Yemen. Thank you, Fatima, for your insights into the Yemeni side of misperceptions. Now, in terms of truly combating misperceptions, there are a variety of options. So to talk more about this angle, we'll be Maryam. Hello, everyone. I'm Maryam. So... We know that not all our perceptions are correct, so how to start correcting these misperceptions through culture education and appreciation. Everyone has different perspective because of their background. For example, when I was in middle school, I had two Pakistani friends and I had misconception about the country. To be honest, a lot of misconceptions that sometimes put me in embarrassing situations with them. So, what if I avoided all of these things and started correcting my misconceptions by educating myself before I start talking? That would be completely different. The best way to combat these misconceptions is to educate yourself in those culture and through interaction in your community, through food, restaurants, school, the library, etc. with someone from that culture. That will help you to know and discover more about it. One another thing to start correcting misconceptions is the social media. Social media may bring more misconceptions, but it's a good source when you reference from a reliable and reputable source. Also, I think being open-minded to learning and accepting a new culture you're not familiar with is key to understanding others. Don't believe always what you think is the truth, so always look for the other angle of the topic so that the vision is complete. Do not always act as if you are in a courtroom to pass judgment on others, but act as if you are in a reading book to learning something new. The importance of salary improvements in our cross-culture experiences as a change starts with the small daily habits. This is all very true, Miriam. Now, a question that will certainly come up in our listeners' minds in both Yemen and America is, how do we do this on a practical level? So... To introduce some of these solutions for Americans is CHIP. Hey friends, next step is um, how Americans can combat misperceptions through cultural education and appreciation. So one would be going to the library, studying up on different cultures and different customs. Um, And then another one would be asking experts and professors, uh, your teachers, um, even talking to people in your uh, diverse communities. Um, another one would be watching international films or uh, documentaries on different cultures or even a different country to get a better idea. Um, another one, a good one, would be exploring cultural food differences. Uh, for America, we, have, we are a toss salad of diversity. So we have many places, uh, food choices from different countries that we can go and experience and learn about different cultures and um, customs. Um, and then another one would be just just interact with other people, people from different backgrounds, different cultures, um, different communities. Um, another thing is English is an international language. So it's also a good way to connect 
and communicate with other people um, around the world. Um, and then the next one would be uh, use social and cultural misperceptions. America and Yemen uh, culture are not homogenous. Um, things are perceived are amazing because of its differences. Um, supporting differences, um, uh, these differences are beautiful. Um, and then you may also find that many of these similarities uh, we have in our own culture. Very true, Trip. Now, what about on the Yemeni side? To talk about that is Fatima once again. Hey there, it's Fatima again, and I'm about to tell you how Yemenis combat misperceptions. First of all, the situation in Yemen is almost the opposite of America. For those who don't know, when the war started in Yemen, all the embassies of foreign countries left Yemen immediately. Even restaurants of different nationalities, despite their very small number, also left. And tourism has become almost dead in Yemen. So it's become even more hard to find a foreign person to chat with. But here in Hadramaut, there are many Indonesian students came to learn about Islam. And you also might find some other different nationalities, but it's a little bit hard to communicate with them. So basically, the main source in Yemen to get information from about different culture is the internet, Google, social media, movies, and these kind of things. And if we're going to talk about the public libraries in Yemen, unfortunately, they're not very common. And there are some bookstores, but the prices are very expensive and they don't provide all the required books. Therefore, students and researchers resort to internet as well. But if you were an English speaker, which is an international language, you get the opportunity to communicate with different nationalities and speak with natives to know about their cultures. And you also have the chance to read the English books to get more information about different kind of things. Thank you, Fatima, for your perspective on how Yemenis can combat misperceptions at home. And with that, our time here on this podcast has come to a close. On behalf of everyone here at Kisasna, thank you so much to our listeners for your time. We hope we've been able to shed some light today into how we can all cast aside our misperceptions and become better informed and engaged global citizens. Thank you, and we hope you have a great day.